Welcome to yet another brand new edition of Science Monitor, your weekly update on what's happening in the field of science, technology, research and innovation in and around the country. I'm Tina Jha. From an affordable oxygen concentrator developed by ISER Bhopal to the inauguration of India's first 3D printed house, we have plenty in store for you on this edition of Science Monitor. But as always, let's begin with the headlines of the week. ISER Bhopal innovates to develop an affordable and efficient oxygen concentrator. The innovative device can tackle the problem of oxygen shortage amid the second wave of COVID-19. Union Finance Minister inaugurates India's first 3D printed house at IIT Madras. Indigenous concrete 3D printing technology developed by an Indian startup can ensure affordable and good quality housing for all. Satellite-based real-time monitoring of Himalayan glacial catchments can strengthen early flood warning. A study by IIT Kanpur presents future strategy to minimize loss during glacial lake outburst floods. And the International Centre for Clean Water at IIT Madras is dedicated to research and development of clean water technologies. The centre is working with startups to implement sustainable water technologies. And now the news in detail. The second wave of coronavirus has increased the pressure on the country's health infrastructure, with the most difficult being the availability of oxygen. To tackle this situation, the Indian Institute of Science, Education and Research, Bhopal, has developed an affordable and efficient oxygen concentrator. This indigenous device can help meet the growing demand for oxygen in the treatment of COVID-19. Here's a detailed report. India is struggling with the second wave of COVID-19 and the fast pace of infections is adversely affecting the health infrastructure of the country. The lack of medical oxygen is one of the biggest problems currently. Governments are trying to fill this shortfall by looking at a variety of solutions. As part of these solutions, Indian Institute of Science, Education and Research or ISER Bhopal has innovated to develop an affordable oxygen concentrator called OxyCon. Researchers at the Institute have developed the concentrator with the help of open source technology. The oxygen concentrator can produce 93 to 95% pure oxygen at the rate of three liters per minute. We are going through an unprecedented situation and the demand of oxygen has also increased like anything in the last few days and in few weeks in fact. So we tried to provide an affordable solution and we are also open sourcing the technology so that many industry people can come forward and take it up for a large scale manufacturing so that maximum people get benefit out of this technology. Oxycon has been developed under the leadership of Dr. Mitra D. Bhattacharaji, 
Assistant Professor of the Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science and Dr. Venkateshwara Rao of the Department of Chemical Engineering along with Dr. P.B. Sujith and Dr. Santanu Talukdar from the EECS department. It has a compressor that takes ambient air and passes it through columns having a material named zeolite under an optimized pressure. The warps of both these columns are used in alternating cycles and controlled electrically. Zeolite absorbs nitrogen from the air and releases pure oxygen which can be used directly or by filling in cylinders. In this concentrator, we actually have a uh, air compression which sends uh, the, or uh, pressurizes the air through to zeolite columns which actually absorbs the nitrogen and so the oxygen concentration in uh, concentration increases at the outlet and this system we have optimized and also tested with available commercial systems and we are getting almost uh, similar kind of result where we are getting uh, about 93% concentrated oxygen at a flow rate of 3 liters per minute the device costs less than 20000 rupees besides being portable, customizable and easy to deploy. Plus, it can be used in urban as well as rural locations. The institute is in talks with Allied Industries for commercial production of Oxycon, which can begin soon after necessary approvals. 3D printing technology is being used the world over today to manufacture products of every kind. This technique has also made the construction of structure as fast and also cost effective. On the 27th of April, Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman inaugurated India's first 3D printed house. The house, constructed at the IIT Madras campus, has been developed by a deep tech startup founded by the Institute's alumni. More details in this report. Constructing a house or a building is an expensive and lengthy process. Right from the design to getting hold of construction materials to actual construction, everything consumes a lot of time. That is why government housing schemes often get delayed. Now, Twasta Manufacturing Solutions, a startup founded by IIT Madras alumni, has built India's first 3D printed house using indigenous technology. On 27th April, Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman inaugurated the house constructed at the IIT Madras campus via a virtual program. This is what is the example which stands before us to show it is possible to design it, to process it and to have it also delivered within India, with Indian minds, with Indian designs and with Indian creativity. It tells me everything is Atmanirbhar. Today, this message sends such message of positivity and repeatedly showcases India and its abilities. The machine for this house can probably be, uh, you know, rented that way. And really, it looks, without going into further uh, details, I can tell you, it really looks like this can address the beneficiary-led house construction, large-scale house construction, high quality, quality assured, Price assured, the land title issue is still not solved, but the rest of it uh, can possibly be addressed very well through this technology. I want to congratulate the founders and I want to thank 
the honorable minister for taking time out to give them uh, encouragement by inaugurating their house that they have built on the iit madras campus a small one as a proof of concept of what they have done twasta manufacturing solutions is a part of the affordable sustainable housing accelerator or asha a new incubator of the ministry of housing and urban affairs established at iit madras and it was formed in 2016 For constructing this house, Twasta has used a ready-to-implement methodology. The 3D printer fabricated 3D structures in a layer-by-layer -layer manner using an eco-friendly concrete. Then these different structures were taken to the designated place and assembled to build the house. With a built area of about 600 square feet, The single story home has a functional space comprising of a single bedroom, hall and kitchen. Even the furniture inside has been made using 3D printing technology. With this technology the entire cost of the construction can be reduced significantly. The technology also brings down the related carbon footprint. Twasta was part of the cohort of seven housing startup that we accelerated in in India in 2019. the world's leading platform for affordable housing innovation and subsequently we supported them with the completion of india's first 3d printed home new technologies such as concrete 3d printing from twasta offer advantages in terms of flexibility quality speed and cost we are excited about twasta's work because it represents a new model for how companies governments and non-profits can come together and reliably scale up affordable housing construction Using this technology a house like this can be constructed in just 5 days. This will enable government projects like the Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana to be completed in time. Apart from this, constructing rehabilitation buildings in times of disaster or constructing structures like military bunkers will also become easier. The 3D printing machine can also be rented to construct high quality buildings with a low labor force and cost. This achievement can make better housing for the society's poor and give a boost to the Atmanirbhar Bharat campaign. And with that time for a short break on the program there's lots more coming up ahead don't go anywhere. Article 94 deals with vacation, resignation of and removal from the offices of speaker and deputy speaker. A member holding office as a speaker or deputy speaker of the House of the People shall vacate his office if he ceases to be a member of the Lok Sabha. May at any time by writing under his hand addressed if such member is the speaker to the deputy speaker. and if such member is the deputy speaker to the speaker resigns his office a member holding office as a speaker or deputy speaker of the house of the people may be removed from his office by a resolution in lok sabha passed by a majority of all the then members of the house provided that no resolution for the purpose of cross c shall be moved unless at least 14 days notice of the intention to move the resolution is given provided further that whenever the house of the people is dissolved 
the speaker shall not vacate his office until immediately before the first meeting of the house of the people after the resolution welcome back you're watching science monitor according to a recent study carried out by iit kanpur scientists Satellite-based real-time monitoring of the Himalayan glacial catchments would improve the understanding of flood risk in the region and also help inform about an early flood warning. According to the study, this should be the future strategy to reduce loss of human lives during the glacial lake outburst floods or the GLOFs. Here's a report. The mention of flood-related disasters in the Himalayan region reminds us of the devastation of Uttarakhand in 2013. An avalanche broke the banks of the Churabadi glacial lake, releasing millions of gallons of water in an instant and washing away everything in its path. Thousands lost their lives in the tragedy. Usually such incidents occur during the monsoon season. But the Chamoli flood disaster in February 2021 proved that the risk of such disasters cannot be ruled out even in the cold and dry months. Experts believe that drivers other than the precipitation events, most likely an avalanche, broke the banks of a glacial lake, giving rise to flooding in the Dhauli Ganga River. The Himalayas are aptly called the third pole of the world as the mountain range receives the highest snowfall after the polar regions. The melted water from the glaciers on the peaks of these mountains keeps the water flowing and lakes are formed in the valleys. These are called glacial lakes. The water from these lakes is the source of fresh water to many rivers. Many a time The natural dams of the lake break due to excessive rainfall or large sections of the glaciers breaking or even the erosion of rocks and that's when millions of gallons of water is released in Vango known as glacial lake outburst flood So glops are defined as glacial lake outburst floods So these are happening because of the ongoing climate change. You know, we know that the temperature is rising, and there's a lot of extreme rainfall events. And as a, a result of you know of climate change, the glaciers are melting, and this meltwater are creating lakes in this very high altitude Himalaya. And these lakes are very feebly dammed, and time to time they break. And as a result, they breach. You know, we have this glacial lake outburst flood events. As the world gets warmer, glaciers are also melting rapidly. On one hand, new lakes are being formed and on the other, the old lakes are expanding, adding to the risk of catastrophic flooding. Due to the extreme inaccessibility and challenging layout of the area, mobile networks do not work here. In such a scenario, it has almost been impossible to develop a flood warning system. Now a study conducted by the scientific team of the Indian Institute of Technology Kanpur has raised hopes of developing an early flood warning system. According to researchers, satellite-based real-time monitoring of glacial catchment areas of the Himalayas can strengthen early warning systems. 
the study conducted by IIT Kanpur scientists Dr. Tarun Shukla and Professor Indra Shekhar Sen in collaboration with the Department of Science and Technology has been published in the International Research Journal Science. The study suggests creating a wide network of connecting surveillance equipment to satellites, which would not only make it easier to understand lake outburst events, but also issue timely warnings based on real-time data. Climate change will cause more of these. I think the only way to mitigate the damages and the loss of life from them is to create an early warning, uh, early flood warning system. And this can be done with the help of sensors, with telemetry capacity and they can communicate with the satellites. So that's the only way that we can save lives in future. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, that's the way forward to kind of handle this uh, huge natural disasters which brings a lot of loss of life. This system will also provide telemetry support throughout the inaccessible Himalayan region where there is no cellular network making more means of communication available. With this system understanding changes in the glaciers as well as the heavy loss of life and property due to floods can be prevented in future. The International Centre for Clean Water a center of excellence at IIT Madras was launched on World Earth Day 2019. The center celebrated its second founding anniversary through an online event and released a music video on the occasion called The Rivers of India. The center of excellence is also working in conjunction with the IIT incubated startups to develop and implement sustainable water technologies. Here's more about what this center is working on. According to a recent United Nations report, one in three people globally do not have access to safe drinking water. The absence of clean drinking water is a major problem in India too. It forces people to drink water with harmful chemicals, which adversely affects their health. The International Center for Clean Water or ICCW functioning under IIT Madras is dedicated to research and development in the field of clean water technologies. Recently, the center celebrated its second anniversary through an online event which was attended by Dr. Shekhar C. Mande, Director General of Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, along with officials of the center and IIT Madras. The total amount of water that is actually shown here is something like 1.3 into 10 to 1, 9 square kilo, cubic kilometers of which most part about 97 percent part is present in oceans freshwater availability across the globe is only 0.02 percent of the total water that is available to us the total amount of fresh water that is available to us or that in water vapor is really tiny of all the water resources water is phenomenally important for sustenance of life and therefore, there is our duty to conserve that particular water. The International Center for Clean Water was launched on 22nd April 2019. The Center of Excellence, set up at the IIT Madras Research Park, is working along with startups to develop clean water technologies, technologies for water conservation and quality monitoring in risk areas. The IIT Madras Research Park uh, is many things. 
it, it's a place where a lot of companies set up their research centers and collaborate with IIT. It's a place where we incubate all our startups. Uh, it's also a place where some of these translational research centers have been set up, including the ICCW. The such efforts, as I said, to take ideas more quickly uh, uh, to, uh, to the market, to the field, uh, have benefited a lot from the presence of the research park. This center is developing technology that can save millions of liters of groundwater every year. Apart from this, the center is also working with the government of Tamil Nadu and other educational institutions on a pilot project for mapping the groundwater quality of Chennai. At IIT Madras, our clean water technologies have now touched over 12 million people. We have over 25 faculty members connected with water in one way or the other. From capital W water to H2O molecule. There are around 40 who work on sensors and related materials and devices. We have a vibrant ecosystem to convert the fruits of science to useful products. On the occasion of second anniversary, a music video called Rivers of India was also launched to promote awareness on river conservation. The video has been created by an alumnus of IIT Madras in association with eminent singers and explores themes like river pollution and their changing course to create a sense of hope and cooperation. Seven specialized laboratories of the International Center for Clean Water are developing sustainable technologies for affected communities. These include IoT-based smart water measurement, monitoring and control systems, filters and state-of-the-art sensors to remove poisonous substances such as fluoride and arsenic. Apart from this, the center is also promoting startups by developing international cooperation with NGOs, industry and academia. Time for another quick break on the program. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. are the remains of what was once a magnificent fort that laid the foundation of Tughlaq dynasty which ruled Delhi's Sultanate for nearly a century. Built on the southwest of the then existing capital of Delhi's Sultanate, the historic city of Mehroli, Tughlaqabad was established in 1321 by the founder of Tughlaq dynasty, Ghiasuddin Tughlaq. The fortress of Tughlaqabad, Delhi's fourth city, was built on the highland and had 13 gates, tall ramparts, broad pavilions which stored arsenal as well as provisions for the Tughlaq army. This fortress-like city was built keeping in mind to ward off the advancing Mughal raiders from the northwest frontier. But the grand city suffered the fate of time as it was soon abandoned after the death of Gyasuddin Tughlaq. His successor, 
Muhammad bin Tughlaq briefly decided to ship the capital to Deccan. Welcome back once again. You're watching Science Monitor. And now let's take a quick look at some other developments that have made news in the field of science and technology in our special segment, Science Express. Amid the increasing need for oxygen across the country, the Drugs Controller General of India has approved the emergency use of Zydus Cadillac's repurposed drug for the treatment of moderate cases of COVID-19. This drug already being given to patients with hepatitis C can reduce the virus load in COVID-19 patients, thereby reducing the need for external oxygen. It has been observed that when the virus load in the patients is medium or high, the need for supplemental oxygen arises quickly. Zydus Cadilla has tested its hepatitis drug, pegylated interferon alpha-2b for COVID, and the drug has shown positive outcomes in all three phases of the trial. Now this repurposed drug called Virafin can be given to moderate COVID-19 adult patients. Zydus claims that a single dose of Virafin taken early can help COVID-19 patients to recover faster and avoid complications seen in the advanced stages of the infection. The emergency use of Virafin is currently approved, but the medicine is yet to be used only under medical supervision. Indian Space Research Organization ISRO will launch a data relay satellite that will help maintain contact with the Gaganjaan mission. This communication satellite will be launched before the final leg of the mission Gaganjaan. The satellite will help maintain contact with Gaganjaan, which will be India's first manned space mission. ISRO is working on sending astronauts to lower Earth orbit on board the Gaganjaan, and the first leg of the mission is to be launched in December this year. The US space agency NASA also has its own data relay satellite to monitor its manned space missions. Satellites in orbit cannot pass along their information to the ground stations on the Earth if the satellite does not have a clear view of the ground station. Tracking and relay satellite like that of the NASA's will allow ISRO to have global coverage of all the satellites round the clock without having to build extra ground stations on the Earth. NASA has created history once again by producing oxygen on Mars. A small box-shaped instrument called MOXIE was sent to Mars along with the Perseverance rover, which successfully demonstrated a solid oxide electrolysis technology for converting the Martian atmosphere into breathable oxygen. This is the first time when oxygen has been produced on a planet other than the Earth. MOXIE's first oxygen run produced 5.4 gram of oxygen in one hour that is worth about 10 minutes of oxygen in an astronaut's tank. This success may open the way for fulfilling human needs on Mars in the future. The instrument prepared from special metals by the MIT uses excessive heat to convert CO2 into carbon monoxide and oxygen. And the oxygen is then isolated to merge into O2. This instrument is especially very effective on Mars as the Martian atmosphere is made up of 95% of carbon dioxide. The achievement has raised hopes for the future manned mission to Mars. 
So that's it from us on this edition of Science Monitor. You can send us your feedback and suggestions through email. Our email address is news at the rate vigyanprasar.gov.in. And besides, you can also write to us. Here is our address. Vigyan Prasar, fifth floor, Prithvi Bhavan, Lodi Road, New Delhi, double one, triple zero three. So we'll take your leave now. See you again same time next week. Until then, stay safe. Take care of yourselves and your families and continue to think scientifically. Goodbye.